Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Bucks get their strong man in defensive lineman Vita Vea of Washington, and they pick up a pair of second-round picks from the Buffalo Bills. And what will the Bucks do today in rounds two and three? And who say the Rays have no offense? That's six wins in a row in five straight games of eight runs or more. And the Bolts are finally ready for their round two game against the Boston Bruins. All that and more in this Friday edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud with the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Burstick. Before we get started today, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Continental Wholesale Diamonds. You know it's springtime, and we're celebrating with our spring cleaning sales event today and tomorrow. All jewelry in stock, now 20% off. If you need your jewelry repaired, bring it to us, and we'll fix it right here on the premises. No need sending it out. And let us create something special for you. If you're looking for that perfect gift for your wife or your girlfriend, guys, go see my friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Whether you want a diamond bracelet or a pendant or some earrings, or maybe you're ready to pop the question and you need that engagement ring, you're going to get the best price at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Why walk around the jewelry store in the shopping mall? they got the big overhead, and that means a bigger price for you. At Continental Wholesale, you're paying wholesale. There's no pressure. So mark down your calendars to attend Continental Wholesale Diamonds Spring Cleaning Event today and tomorrow, and you'll receive an additional 20% off of all the great prices that are already wholesale in the store. Remember, when you come in, ask for our friend Annie. He's going to pour you a nice scotch. going to tell you about the four C's of diamonds. He's going to find that perfect diamond for you and your loved one. It's Continental Wholesale Diamonds. It's where I shop, and they're at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. Well, an interesting draft for the Bucks. Uh, they end up getting a, a defensive tackle. We'll talk about him in just a minute. Via Vea from the University of Washington. Um, sort of. Here's how it all played out for them. And and it, it was, you know, they were very close to to even getting you know one of the top picks on their board. The way they had their board set up, from what I understand, is of the non quarterbacks for them. It was Bradley Chubb was the highest-rated player that they had, their defensive end from North Carolina State, then Saquon Barkley from Penn State, the running back, then Quentin Nelson, the guard from Notre Dame, then Vita Vea, the Washington defensive tackle, who they wound up taking after trading down from number 7 to number 12 with the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk about that in just a minute. And then Derwin James, the safety from Florida State, was after Vita Vea. So it looked like the Bucks were really going to be in great shape because the Browns surprised everybody. Of course, not only did they take Baker Mayfield at number one, when they got to number four, they took Ohio State cornerback Denzel Ward. Uh, but unfortunately for the Bucks, the next two guys to go were the ones they had on their board, which was uh, Chubb at number five goes to the Denver Broncos, and that left Nelson for the Indianapolis Colts when you figure Andrew Luck coming back off the shoulder injury. A good pick for them. So, Vita Vea was there, um, obviously, at number seven. But uh, clearly there was a, a lot of interest in the quarterback position, and particularly Josh Allen. So, the Buffalo Bills uh, traded up from number 12, and so they move up to the Bucks spots. And the Bucks pick up two second-round draft picks from the Buffalo Bills, which was you know, quite a, quite a haul for them. 
in addition to having their own second-round pick. So now Jason Light has a lot of uh, moving around he can do in the second round. And as it stands, I think they have the sixth pick in the second round starting today. So uh, a lot of running backs on the board. Uh, Certainly that's something that you would think that they would consider. But they get the Buffalo Bills' number 53 and number 56 pick. So, Steve, I thought it was a pretty good move. I mean, they got the guy they would have gotten at, you know, number seven, moved down five spots to number 12, and they really kind of held the bills up a little bit for ransom because they knew they were going up for a quarterback in Josh Allen. Well, not only that, but the Bucks don't have a third-round pick, which they gave away in the JPP mm-hmm. trade. So now you add right. two second-round picks. So you've got three in the second round, which makes up for that third-round pick you've lost. Plus, you still got the guy you wanted all along. I mean, you, you obviously yeah. wanted Chubb, Barkley, or Nelson first, but once those guys sure. were gone ahead of you, your next best guy on the board, you were able to trade down five picks, add the two second-rounders, and still get your guy. That's a win. I thought it was a win, and some people maybe not think that, you know, Vita Vea is very sexy. Let me tell you, he's full of sexy. He's six foot four, 347 pounds, but this guy is sort of a little bit of a dancing bear. He played running back in high school, and he's gotten much bigger since then. Um, but he was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year last year, uh, and and somebody that can put you know at nose tackle in the middle of that defensive line that's going to occupy almost every play a double team. I mean they're going to have the you know he's not he's going to overwhelm guys one on one. So you put him next to Gerald McCoy. You got Jason Pierre-Paul now coming off one edge. Um, you know you could have Noah Spence or you could have Vinny Curry off the other defensive line spot. And suddenly, you know, with the guys that they added with Bo Allen, um, you know, Mitch Unrein, uh, this defensive line has been really completely re- rebuilt. And in talking to Jason Light after the selection, he said that that was a real priority of the Bucks heading into the offseason. You know, I'll just say that we stuck to our board here, and you can never have enough good defensive linemen. You know, I'll look at uh, Philly last year. You know, they got a lot of great defensive linemen. It starts up front. It always starts up front. And been trying to do that for a few years here. It just never worked out where you could get a elite premier player that's on your board that high um, with our pick. So this year, we're able to do it. And fortunately, we were able to pick up a couple second-round picks along the way. Well, we had a chance to talk to Vita Vea. He's an interesting guy. He grew up uh, in California, a little town just east of San Jose. Um, you know, his... Uh, sort of a, a Polynesian uh, descent, if you will, and uh, both parents are from Tonga. But this was a guy that was very productive in uh, college at Washington. He had 99 tackles, nine and a half sacks in his career. I mentioned that he was a Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and, you know, just just a real likable guy that is serious about football when they brought him in. And of course, you heard what Jason Light had to say, and – you know, he talked about also, you know, not from the wealthiest of families. In fact, nine years ago, his family lost their home uh, because of some financial hardship. They were living out of a hotel. They had some rental homes. And Vita Vea said that, you know, the best part about being drafted was that moment he could share with his parents and know that that would never happen to their family again. You know, this moment is, like, really exciting, uh, being that, you know, I, I would never – being that I'm in the situation now to never – um, had to go through that anymore, and uh, you know, and when that did happen, uh, I remember I told myself that um, I was gonna make it one day, 
And, uh, you know, here I am. Both Jason Light and Vea told uh, kind of an interesting story. It kind of tells you about the kid's personality and uh, sort of his strength as well. But he, he went with a bunch of University of Washington kids um, to French Polynesia recently. And uh, I'll let him tell the story. But basically, you know, over there, their strongman competition is is lifting rocks. And it turns out um, that Vita was one of only two people in, in the whole island that had ever lifted this particular rock. Their strongman competition is, uh, they have a tradition where they lift rocks. And uh, there's a lot more to it than, uh, you know, just, just lifting a lifting a rock uh, and, you know, lifting heavy rocks and, and working out. Um, they say that in uh, in French Polynesia in Tahiti, or Huahine, the island I was at, that um, they say that the the rock has a spirit, or the rock is like uh, a spirit that, that um, only allows you to pick them up. And um, uh, there was... There was only one guy on the island that ever picked it up, and uh, I was uh, I was the second one. Um, I didn't. <laughs> I came in and I didn't want to, you know, start any problems with anyone. And I didn't know. I didn't know that was gonna be offensive. Uh, me picking it up. So um, I try to. Um, I try to like apologize to him, and, and uh, you know, he ended up being a, a great guy to me uh, for the rest of the trip, and. Uh, you know, he really liked me after that. So, I mean, when you consider where the Bucks were at the end of last season in terms of their defense, okay, they had the worst defense in the NFL in terms of yards allowed, total defense, 32nd in the league. They gave up 378 yards a game. Um, so clearly this was the focus totally of, you know, Jason Light and Dirk Cutter um, to try to do something to help that defense that was last in the league in sacks they were last in the league in third down percentages. Teams converted uh, more than 48% of their third down situations. Quarterbacks had a rating, a passer rating of about 94.6. I mean, they couldn't stop anything. And, you know, I'm, I applaud Jason Light. You know, clearly they would have been okay with Derwin James. They really have more of a need for a corner even than a safety. And with these two extra second-round picks in addition to their own, they're going to have a chance to address a bunch of needs. Um, but I think, you know, football really starts up front. And uh, when you see what they've done to this defensive line, I, I think they're 75, 80% better than they were a year ago uh, up front. And, you know, Dirk Cutter talked about how there was, I think, you know, they had been linked so much to Derwin James, and there was a general feeling that they were definitely going to go defense and that they would go probably something in the secondary but Dirk Cutter says you can help your defense an awful lot and your secondary by addressing the defensive line. You know, there's plenty of folks out there that thought thought we were going to go with the DB with this pick. But, uh, you know, whether you're – we have to get better on defense either way. So whether you're putting pressure on the quarterback and stopping the run or whether you're covering the receivers better, I mean, they're both they're both positives. And, uh, you know, we also picked up – we picked up some picks where we can address some of our other needs. So it is going to be a new look D line, and I know I can tell you as a as an offensive coach, you know the, the toughest teams we play are the teams that can overpower us up front and have have uh, can keep their defensive line fresh. I mean that's something that we've wanted to do since we've been here, and partly due to injuries, but also due to we haven't we haven't had this much talent in in the D line. I mean we 
you look at our two deep on on our defensive front right now, and uh, you know at least on paper we're we're much improved. You know who Vea reminds me of, Steve. Uh, you you know uh, the play. He's kind of at the end of his career now, but boy, was he a great Pro Bowl player for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Haloti Nagata. Yep. Yeah, Haloti Nagata. He's he's at uh, he's with the Eagles now. Actually, in fact, I, I think they replaced Bo Allen with him. Um, but when Haloti Nagata was uh, you know playing for the Ravens and was, you know, his all pro years. I mean, there wasn't a guy that was probably tougher to handle at the nose tackle position that could also get up field. And, you know, Vea shows sort of all the kind of skill sets that he had. In fact, at Washington, they played him in all kinds of defensive line positions, not just nose tackle. I mean, he played uh, the three technique. He would even stand up on the defensive line, you know, in some sub packages and rush as a rush end standing up. So he's got great feet, um, you know, and Vita talked about how, you know, the general perception. Now they're going to get into a rotation, and that's what you want. That's what the Philadelphia Eagles had a year ago. Uh, you know, you want to be able to keep your guys fresh, but you have to have, first of all, you have to have, you know, be fortunate with injuries to do that, which the Bucks have not been. But then you got to have good guys coming off the bench and in that rotation that can play. And I think they feel like all these guys can play. So that's that's sort of what the Eagles did a year ago, and that's what the Bucks, Bucks hope to do this year. Uh, but Vea said, you know, don't just think that he's just a run stopper. He can also stay on the field on third down. You know, at Washington, I wasn't a uh, first and second down player. You know, I stayed on the field all three downs. Um, uh, you put on the tape for uh, Penn State, even though we lost, but uh, in the second half, I basically didn't get subbed out for the for the whole second half so you know I was in there and I think that just goes to show that um, I'm capable of you know staying out there all three downs now if you're looking for an end that the bucks sort of had because relationships are so much a part of this business you know what you see on tape you know who's a good football player and who's not and he was one of the 30 guys that the bucks you know brought into their facility in terms of draft prospects and so they really hit it off with them uh, pretty well um, but Dirk Cutter uh, is really close friends with Washington coach Chris Peterson, and that's because they both were on the staff together uh, at Oregon. And it was Peterson that probably gave Vea the biggest endorsement before the draft. Coach Pete told me that uh, besides the fact that he's a fantastic football player, that he's the type of guy that if you have a daughter, you'd want, you'd want this guy to marry your daughter. And uh, you know, I know Coach Pete really well, and it, it for people that know him, uh, Coach Pete is not a BSer. I mean, he's one of the most honest guys there is, and he and I coached together at Oregon, so uh, we've remained close for several years. So, Rick, er- earlier in the podcast, you mentioned that this wasn't necessarily a sexy pick by some people's, but he looks like demigod Maui from the movie Moana. <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to say it. It's so funny because when he was picked, I said, my daughters, which if you have any kids at all that uh, of you know anywhere between age 2 and, I don't know, 10, um, you know, that, that movie, um, and the movie I'm trying to think of, what's the, what the hell is the name of the title? Disney's movie Moana. Moana. Yeah. Yeah. Moana, which was the hit, you know, of the summer a year or so ago. Um, Maui, you know, uh, which is played by the rock. Um, he's a demigod. Is, he's a demigod. He's a demigod. And, and he looks, you know, cause he's Polynesian. He's a big guy. Um, and I know for a fact that my daughter's, we're going to see this guy, and they're going to call him Maui. I just know they are because he, he is so – I mean, he's out of central casting. He, he really does look like Maui. He's got the longer hair, 
And always, I haven't seen how many tattoos he might have, but he looks like the demigod. Yeah, just need to get him a hook. We've got to make sure he's got his hook on Sundays. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It really is perfect. But also with the um, pick, and, and one of the criticisms that we've had on this podcast is that in four years, Jason Light has drafted exactly one defensive lineman in the first six yeah. rounds in four years. That was Noah Spence in the right. second round two years ago. Yeah. So this year, they've signed three defensive linemen, free agents, and drafted yep. their number one pick and got got the second best defensive lineman on their board. So yeah, I mean, Jason Light has addressed a, 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 an area that he has, for lack of a better word, neglected for the last four years, especially mm-hmm. through the draft. Right, and not not just in a small way. I mean, if you if you go back and think about it, um, you know, guys like Mitch Unrein. I mean, he he's he's a journeyman guy, so he's a rotational player. It's not nothing to, you know, that that's an upgrade. But to what extent, who knows? But listen. Um, when you when you talk about Bo Allen, who was somebody the Eagles would like to have kept, and just couldn't afford to keep everybody, so Bo Allen slips out of there. But Bo Allen it, it was a very productive player, and and I think he's going to be better than average for these guys. And now he's in a situation where he doesn't have to start. I mean, you know, you could definitely see where you know Vale would start, but um, you you have another guy you can bring in there along with Mitch. But then when you think about Here's two guys that were not available when free agency started, and that's Vinny Curry. Vinny Curry was cut by the Eagles again because they couldn't pay everybody and uh, was not cut you know, right at the beginning of the process. So there were a lot of teams buying for him, a lot of teams. And, you know, the Bucks winded up signing him to a pretty big deal, um, you know, somewhere like three years, $24 million or so. And so he comes over, and he's a guy that can play – uh, both you know defensive end, which was his spot, and he can also bounce inside if you need him to on rush downs. Um, you know, didn't get to rush the passer very much in Philadelphia, which is why maybe his sack numbers are down. But he's capable of getting nine or ten sacks if he has to. Uh, and then you know JPP. Nobody necessarily thought that Jason Pierre-Paul was going to be available until you know the Giants sort of changed schemes and we're going to go to a three-four. And they looked at Pierre Paul, who's you know certainly better suited for a four-three as a rush end, um, not a two-gap player, an up-the-field guy, and he's 29 years old. And they wound up you know trading him to the Bucks for a third-round pick, so um, a good deal for the Giants and a really good deal for the Bucks. So they get Vinny Curry, they get Jason Pierre Paul, two guys that were not on the radar of most teams when the free agency uh, started, uh, and then then you turn to the draft and your first pick of course, is Vita Vest. So I, I think that, you know, the message has been. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sent has been received, I should say, by Jason Light. Probably not too subtly from Mike Smith. And, you know, Mike Smith has always wanted, in all, in all the defenses he's had, uh, whether it was at Baltimore or here, certainly in Jacksonville. You remember Jacksonville? Well, they have John Henderson and Marcus Stroud, no relation, 
um, two defensive tackles. They were both big guys. They ate up a lot of space. And, you know, Stroud got up the field a little bit. Henderson was a space eater. So he's always kind of preferred to have one guy to plug it up to where you have to, you know, you really have to put resources, usually two linemen, uh, to get four hands on the guy or he's going to just steamroll you. And so what does that do? Well, that frees up Gerald McCoy. That frees up your defensive end in a one-on-one situation. So I really think that, you know, they've gone from the worst off defensive line in the NFL, even with Gerald McCoy, um, to no worse than middle of the pack or maybe even a top ten in terms of talent. How so, happy is Gerald you know, McCoy not only with the offseason but now the the draft? Oh, Oh, he's he's got to be he smiling. Was tweeting. He, yeah, he, he, he was tweeting. He was tweeting, and and he's, uh, you know, I've seen some clips of him working out with those guys, and he's already talking about how, you know, especially you know, in in the case of of Bo Allen and Vinnie Curry, you know, like, hey, we gotta we gotta be like you guys were, you know, we have to be unselfish and we have to take it to the next level, and um, you can tell that he's re-energized, and you know, sometimes that's what it takes is a commitment to that position. And I think they're trying to do it on the offensive line. Look, they would have been ecstatic if Quentin Nelson had not gone to the Colts because he was going to be their pick. And, you know, we wouldn't be talking tonight about Vea, or maybe we would if they had traded back in the second round. Who knows? But I think that, um, you know, what I like, Steve, is that, you know, this is a team that has focused so much on skill positions around Jameis. You know, wide receivers and Deshaun Jackson and Chris Godwin – uh, tight ends and you know O.J. Howard who fell to them. Uh, they looked at running backs last year. They wanted Dalvin Cook um, in, with their first pick until O.J. was there. So they've been they've been sort of preoccupied with skill players, which is great. Except that you know what? That's not where football starts. I mean, you can't you can't get the ball to people if you can't protect. Um, you can't stop anybody on the run. Uh, or get them into a passing situation if you don't have a good defensive line. So what I like is that, you know, finally they've decided, uh, you know, we need to build this thing from the inside out instead of from the outside in. And I, I think it's what they needed to do, and I, I think I think the results are going to be good. I know last year everyone said the Bucks won the offseason. They signed mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson and others. Except right. I think they've had a much better offseason this year. No, as question. far as helping the team, as far as making the team better and putting a better a chance to win on the field, especially in the division they're in, you know, you've, I mean, you know, we, we, you know, the last three, three years, I mean, two, two of the teams went to the Super Bowl, and the Saints had a good shot this year too. Um, you right. Know, that the NFC South with the quarterbacks of Drew Brees and Matt Ryan and Cam, uh, Cam Newton, you better have a good defensive line. You better be able to rush the passer if you want to compete in this division. That's so true. Yeah, I mean, you 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 got to compete. You got to outplay those quarterbacks, and the way to do it is, you know, you, you're not going to outgun them. You're going to have to stop them. You're going to have to stop them with somebody occasionally to give your quarterback a chance. And I I really believe that going nine and seven the year before was a little bit of fool's gold. You know, I think they thought they were closer than they really were. Um, you know, they made some changes. Obviously, moving Ali Marpet to center. They thought Doug Martin, who, you know, I was convinced would have been released, you know, had Dalvin Cook been their choice before O.J. fell to them at 19. Um, you know, they, they thought after he came back from suspension, he he would be motivated. He had the carrot in front of him and that he would do well, and he didn't. The running game fell, fell down, and that put too much on their quarterback. And then, you know, defensively, um, 
they were inept. Uh, they just were. I mean, Vernon Hargraves had a bad year. Um, you had a rookie at safety in Justin Evans who played okay, but he's still a rookie. Uh, and they could not rush the passer. I mean, 22 sacks was a league low, and it's pathetic. And, um, you know, quarterbacks in this league, and I'm talking any quarterback, if you give a guy time at this level to pat the ball, he's going to carve you up. And that's what every quarterback did from Case Keenum to, you know, certainly everybody in the NFC South with Drew Brees and Cam Newton and, um, you know, those guys, Matt Ryan. So, uh, you know, hell, Julio Jones, what, he went to, for 253 on him one day. So, you know, something had to be done and had to be done in a big way on defense. And I'm, I'm kind of glad that, you know, if you're a Bucks fan, you should feel like, hey, you know, all of a sudden um, we've got guys that can get people into predictable third down. So, you know, they won't convert 48% of their third downs. And we might have some people that can get you eight to ten sacks a year. Um, and, you know, and then they added to it again tonight. So um, I, I just think that the Jason, the message was received. Uh, Mike Smith, I'm sure, again, gave it to him very, very loudly. And uh, this was the way to go. So now, you know, pe- again, people don't think it's sexy. I think I think this is what they needed to do. And he was the highest player on their board. Don't forget that. They weren't going to reach and take a guy that they had rated lower like a Derwin James. So they didn't reach. They took the player that was there on their board. And now we start the second round um, today or tonight, in second and third rounds. And, and they don't have a third round pick, but they could recoup one. I mean, they're sitting here with their own second rounder. And then, of course, the two second round picks that they got from Buffalo, uh, 53 and 56. So, you know, all of a sudden, man, they can move up, down, around. And I think that what you're going to see to start this round today or this evening, is going to be a run on running backs. I think this is where it starts. You know, uh, Sony Michelle uh, went right before the end of the first round to the Patriots, which, you know, here they go again. I mean, a perfect type Patriots running back, right, that can catch the ball out of the backfield. Hell, he'll have, you know, 50, 60 receptions next year for Tom Brady. Um, but, but you have a lot of guys out there. I mean, Darius Geis from LSU – um, you know, is still there. I mean, Nick there, there are Nick there. Chubb is still out there. Um, you know, it, it's 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 probably about four or five um, running backs that are going to go. I think in the top eh, ten, twelve picks. So in the, the Bucks second take round. running back with the number six pick of the round. I think they might. I mean, they do need they do need a defensive back. I mean, they need a corner. There's no doubt about that. So what? Again, I don't know what their board is set up like. I know they like Darius Geis an awful lot. And, you know, I this is not going to be an offensive draft. I think at the end of the day you're going to see, you know, way more defensive players than offensive guys. But you could certainly make a case that running back, you know, uh, is, is if you can get a, a, a transformative guy, a guy that, you know, you think is going to carry the mail for you and, and get you 1,000 yards, then you need to do it right here because – Look, Peyton Barber, okay, you know, he he's serviceable. He might be more than serviceable, but he's an inside-the-tackles runner. He's not explosive. He's not going to get you the home run. What is it Dirk Cutter always wants? He wants explosive plays in the running game and in the passing game. And they didn't get him in the running game last year at all. Um, on the day of the draft of all times, people were writing us about this when I wrote it, um, the Bucks ended up re-signing Charles Sims. Now, Charles Sims has been here four years. You know, and last season he had, you know, the fewest touches that he's ever had in his career, and he was healthy. He played 16 games. 
year before that, you know, he was knocked out with a knee injury for most of the year. But, you know, there was a season when he had over 1,000 yards rushing and receiving. So he was out there six weeks. Nobody signed him. They signed him to a one-year contract. Who knows if he makes the team? But as, you know, Jason Light told me, he said, look, we, we carry four running backs, you know, generally on the 53-man roster. So, you know, re-signing Barber is just kind of a throw-in. It was, it's not going to stop them from using a second-round pick, um, you know, on, on a running back. And I, I kind of think just because they're at the top of the second round and if you want, if you want one of the guys that are going to separate themselves, um, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to get them here. And I, I think that's, that's sort of what you do. You, you take the players that are, you know, rated the highest, um, when the run starts and you try to get one of those guys before there's a, a sort of a big drop off. So we'll see what they do. I mean, they can always move up, um, package those two second rounders together, move up, still have their own second rounder. Um, you know, they, they have an opportunity to get the guy they want and, and a night to, to sleep on it, which is good. I think it's always good when, you know, you're picking high in the round and you, you've got a day to kind of re- regroup and talk to other teams and see what you want to do. So anyway, I think they're off to a good start. It's, uh, you know, the draft is really just underway and it's hard to judge a whole draft. I think I saw where people were giving them, I don't know, a B minus maybe which, you know, you'll take that, but no one can judge a draft for, you know, another three or four years to really know what you got. Um, but I do think they addressed the need, and they got something they don't have, which is a 347-pound man that can really play, and uh, and I, I think he's going to be good. So what the hell has gotten into the Rays' bats? I thought we started this year saying this is the worst offensive team we we're ever going to see, and it was for a very long time. And now they score – more than eight runs again for the fifth time in a row. That's that's a club record. That think of all the Rays teams they've had, and they've had some good ones. Obviously, they had one that made it to the World Series in 08. They've never had a team do this for this long. Uh, it's uh, well, you know, we said all along they're not going to be able to string a bunch of hits together to put together a lot of crooked numbers. Well, the last five games they have uh, tonight. <laughs> tonight, I mean, C.J. Crone, Wilson Ramos go yard. Uh, Joey Wendell's been hit. I mean, it's it. Th- the great thing is it's been pretty much the entire team has been pretty toasty for the last week, um, causing yeah. this long win streak. Now, some may say it's the Twins and the Orioles who they've played. Okay, but, but you know what? I'll you take gotta, that. You got to beat. You got to beat who's a, who you play that night. I mean, that's you right know. because you know what you know what the Orioles and the Minnesota uh, Twins say. Well, we should be able to beat the Rays. Yep. Right. I mean, that's. That's what that's their yardstick right now, and I know they play in the AL East, and I know the Yankees uh, just you know beat up on Minnesota, although they needed what a three-run homer by uh, uh, by Sanchez to win yesterday uh, in the ninth inning, a walk-off. By the way, how many walk-offs can you give up, Twins? <laughs> it's been a bad road trip, Jesus. Um, so there was that, but you know it's uh, you know it's it's who the Rays are playing right now, and to. The, to think about the start, what were they three and I want to say three and fifteen, three and twelve, three and 12 something three like that. And 12. Yeah, three and twelve. I mean, that's that is such a deep hole that you feel like we'll never even sniff five hundred again. And now all of a sudden, they they can almost see five hundred again. And um, you know, so hey, this I'm telling you when I when I when I covered them on Sunday, and you know Gomez had the walk off, and they were up you know six three, then six four, and then it's tied, and they win. Um, there was a vibe in that clubhouse, just a confidence, you know, and that's, that's all sports is. And 
look, they're going to hit the slumps and they're going to face tougher pitchers that will shut them down. Um, I mean, hell, the Boston Red Sox are the best hitting team in baseball. They got no hit already this season. So, I mean, I, you can't ride the wave forever. And this is one that the Rays have never done. But these kids, I'm telling you, these guys are fighting their butts off because they're trying to make a mark to stay in the major leagues, and this is their dream. And they've settled down now, and they're they're having good at-bats, and they're stringing hits together. They're getting a couple timely home runs. And I like this team. However, I guess it took a lot of runs. What happened to Chris Archer tonight? Well, it, it, and as tends to be a habit for him is, you know, he gets six runs by the third inning. So they scored two in the first, right. second, and third inning. And then he starts nibbling, and he starts not Locked throwing inside. And, and, you know, so he ends up giving up 11 hits over five and a third innings, four runs. Uh, God, that is such a Chris Archer line. 115 pitches in five and a third innings. That's your. That ace. is the quintessential Chris Chris Archer line. His his line is five and a third, five and two thirds, maybe six. You know, give up four runs. Um, sometimes he struck five, out seven tonight. Strike, yeah. Usually strikes out ten. Just yep. always a little down yep. there. Um, one or two walks, and you know that's that's sort of who he is. But they hung on, so more dramatics with the bullpen, I guess, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, Sergio too. Romo gave up a home run again. Uh, Alex Colomay got the first two outs, then gave up two hits, and then got out of the – got out of the. you know, he had a four-run lead. But, yeah, um, yeah, you know, you'd like to, when you get six runs in the first three innings, see your pitchers attack more and get outs. Yeah. And and, yeah. and pitch longer and, and, you know, you're not protecting a one-run lead or it's not a tie game. You're up six. Pitch. Just, you know – yeah, challenge guys. Throw for yeah. outs. Go after know. them. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you got to do. So, so well, not, they're, not they're a hot at, streak. At, they're at Boston this weekend. So now we'll see if the bats yeah. can stay toasty. Well, yeah, and that pitching staff with, what, three Cy Young Award winners will uh, shut down the best lineup. So that'll, that'll be a test. But they're going in there with confidence, and yeah, it get, might not be, you know, 25 degrees. They helps. get Drew Pomerantz on Friday, David Price Saturday, and Rick Porcello on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it's always tough. At least so they know, miss Chris Sale. At least they, they miss thing. Chris Sale, which is a good thing. Yeah. Well, and then of course the the big the big thing we're waiting for over the weekend, in addition to the NFL draft, is Saturday at three o'clock. The Tampa Bay Lightning take on the Boston Bruins, and uh, it is going to be quite a series. Steve, I'm uh, I know we'll get into this. Uh, you know, certainly next week we'll talk about how uh, how they make out on the weekend. But I'm going to say. I think the Lightning win. I really think the Lightning uh, can win this series. I think it goes seven games, and I think the home ice turns out to be the difference. I'm going to say they win in six. And for any fans worried about a layoff, Las Vegas, who swept their first-round series, dropped seven goals on San Jose tonight. San <sighs> Jose, who gave up four goals in their entire first-round matchup, gave up three in the first seven minutes. I don't think the layoff is going to hurt them as as much as maybe they think it will hurt them, um, because again, I mean, you're in it. This is a marathon, and uh, you know Boston's had a couple of days to rest, I guess. But uh, fresh legs are fresh legs, and you're talking about attrition, and you know they've they've absorbed fewer bruises than than Boston. They had to go seven games, so I, I think they'll be fine. I think it's going. That's not going to be a factor in this series. And Washington does what Washington does against Pittsburgh tonight. They had a two nothing lead in the third period. Then gave up three goals in five minutes, and the Penguins beat them three to two. Oh, 
Just a knife to the heart of their fans. That's what happens every year to the Washington Washington Capitals in the second round against the Penguins. And people know it. They all know mm-hmm. it. And every every Washington fan I know, and that includes the Nationals as well. They go through it with them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just incredible. Well, it's uh, it's going to be. Uh, just a great weekend, of course, uh, you know, tonight with the NFL draft resuming rounds two and three, and then Saturday uh, rounds four through seven. So you want to check on TampaBay.com. We'll have all the coverage for you there. And then, of course, it's uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning in the round two matchup with Boston Saturday at three o'clock. We'll talk all about that, all the weekend events uh, on Monday. And we are here Monday through Friday, and we uh, hope that you join us. We've gotten a lot of great feedback from you, especially on Twitter. You can always reach us on Twitter at SportsDayTB. You can reach me at NFL Stroud or email me at rstroud at tampabay.com. Love for you to rate and review this podcast. Steve, where can they do that? Anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, you can rate, review, subscribe there. Also, tampabay.com slash sports. Go there, you can get the latest episode and rate and review it too. And before you watch the NFL draft tonight or go to the Lightning Game Saturday, head over to Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Their spring cleaning event is going on. Get your lady something nice since you're going to be missing uh, her a lot this weekend between the NFL <laughs> draft, the Rays, the Lightning, uh, in the next few yeah. weeks. So, you know, spoiler. I'm telling you, you should do it. And my friend Annie's going to hook you up. I'm not lying, people. You have to go see this guy. He has the best prices for you. Tell him that we sent you at Sports Day Tampa Bay, and you will get the best deal, and it's the best shopping experience. Forget the malls. Go see this guy, uh, Andy, at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Uh, my thanks to, to everybody that listens uh, to the podcast. Keep doing so. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the lightning. Enjoy the NFL draft. And enjoy your red-hot rays all of a sudden. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Burstink, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.